Hello everybody and welcome to Guys on Gaffer. Uh, it is the international break and it is time to get our teeth, teeth stuck into Super League for the first time since we did our kind of preview episode at the start of the season. Uh, I'm Joel and David and Abhishek join me as normal. How are you both doing? Yeah, doing alright. Bit of weird because there is no club football but looking forward to the international games. It's... Uh, see some of the guys that we haven't seen in Premier League due to various injuries and I think they have called up for the international duty so and apart from that I think cricket is on uh, especially in my country because we are in the Asia Cup we're playing Asia Cup and World Cup is just around the corner so that is happening in terms of sporting world so I'm going to be bored good passing David yeah it's good I uh, played my first kind of televised game, you could say, yesterday, but even if it's just like on a local newspaper website, but it was fun. So we were playing in like... You're basically in, uh, pro now, David. Yeah, you know, uh, just uh, Norwegian football or things, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Um, it was a cup game in uh, like the lower division, uh, and we played a team that was one division above us. So <laughs> it was a bit crazy. The, the game started with us having a penalty because there were a division over us. So we, we could have like an uh, advantage, but we missed it. <laughs> oh, so like, it wasn't the best start of the game, but we lost uh, an arrow 3 to a draw. But it was a good game and a good experience. Like walking out from be, uh, be under the stands and like having music on and like, hey, <laughs> like and having supporters. Like, it was so fun. They had like flares and stuff, so it was a crazy experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's ex that's so exciting. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah it was so fun. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. Let's get stuck in then. So, um, first things first. Let's. I guess David. David is, has got the controls today for, for a change. Um, but let's talk about how we got on in game before and just generally how our starts of the season has gone. Um, so yeah, who's up first, David? That's Abhishek. Okay. So. I think I had a decent uh, week. Uh, I scored 89 points, largely thanks to Captain Holland and Vice Captain Bellingham because I think they scored 59 out of the 89 points that I scored. Uh, rest are really just uh, clean sheets from Sommer, Trafford. Uh, Traore got a half clean sheet. Uh, the other three points came from Bonus. Don't know why Munoz. No, sorry, Traore got an assist. He got an assist. Uh, okay. Assist and so bonus. No, no, change. Yeah, so that's a welcome change because the previous three he only got he got bonuses uh, apart from half clean sheets. So that's a welcome change. He got an assist, so that's nice. Six, so six points from him, six from Summer. That's a full clean sheet. Trafford as well. Uh, but the rest of them really doesn't work wonders. I mean, Immobile, Lazio has started disappointingly this season. Uh, they are the key team for Budget Buster, which we're going to talk later, but they're not performing well. Surprise loss uh, to Napoli, surprise win against Napoli, but Immobile didn't do anything. It was a day for the other strike partner of his, Philip Anderson the former West Ham boy. He was really good in uh, this Napoli. 
Fernandez, uh, got four points. I'm not going to talk about United Arsenal. Um, <laughs> I'm very, for obvious reasons, I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, Milan got a victory, but Reindeers didn't do anything. Leo scored a beauty of a goal, which was nice. So yeah, 89 points. The over. I'm down to overall 215. After game week one, I was 215. After game week four, I am 215. So mm. nothing changed for me. <laughs> so, and nobody's uh, played, right? Yeah, that's the only positive I can take. And a decent start, I guess, because even though I came full circle, but there are some decent points that my team uh, got in game week two and three, respectively. So I'm happy with that. Uh, with no boost played, uh, with all my boosts intact, I'm ready to charge once the international break gets over. So, yeah, that's me. Nice. Then there's my team. Uh, so, um, <laughs> it's a bit crazy, but I got the red arrow with 102 points. <laughs> <laughs> like what's that? Ouch. So it wasn't the biggest though. It was from 127 to 133, but still a bit crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like my team. It's uh, it, this is the game I'm doing the best in, like in all the fantasy game I'm playing at the moment. So, uh, but the the big thing I've been doing is th in this game is like not doing much <laughs> basically <laughs> i've just made some not made many transfers uh, and kept faith in those players that have like had some weeks down but came back again uh, which was the case with uh, leao who i've had from the start he got the po points back uh, now and also kubo has been like my best player i've Good just pick. had him all, all the time and not like changed anything um, I think also I got in Bellingham last week. He also did good this week, but I didn't vice captain him like the last week before, which I should have done. Uh, but uh, I also brought in Kane last week, which I had vice captain now. So, um, but yeah, most of the points like I've came from Holland. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've also looked at like going forward, but I, we can talk about that later. But I think I'm in a good position at the moment. Uh, but yeah. Any boosts played? I haven't played any boosts. So uh, I'm looking to do that. Um, the only like mistake I, I did, I, I think it was this week, was bringing in Yamal. Uh, because uh, I hope it's not going to be a mistake, more likely. <laughs> um, that's more that's a better thing to say because he played only 59 minutes this game week and had a bad rating. Mm -hmm. So I hope he keeps his place for uh, game week 6. Uh, but yeah. That's it for me. So that leaves you that. Cool. Yeah. So it's funny that you got 101 points and got a red arrow, whereas I got 96 points and got a green arrow. So something about the difference in the ranks there. Um, obviously, I my overall rank is only 268 at the moment. So not not a terrible start, but an amazing start either. I mean, game week four started really, really well. Um, obviously, ca captaining Haaland made a difference in this game because not everyone owns Haaland in this game because of all the other premiums. So, kind of after Saturday, I was sat on Haaland 22, doubled up to 44, in vice captaincy, Lial, Traore, obviously Mignon's not great, but and then also Mignon. So I had like all these pretty solid returns after uh, Saturday, and then everything just stalled from then. <laughs> um, I got nothing else really for the rest of the week. Um, probably only like 
10 points from the remaining remainder of my plays, not helped by the fact that I have two Atletico Madrid players, Griezmann and Hummus. So, so I was kind of hoping that they would do something. Um, but then obviously the game got postponed because of the weather. So um, I had to get... Well, I went all the way on my subs bench this week with, with Asignor coming on um, and Douay had to come on for, for Frankowski, um, who I hadn't clocked and picked up an injury. I hadn't noticed that. Um, but I had rolled the transfer, so we do have two free transfers going into next week um, to address to address a few things. So, yeah, I mean, also no boost played, so I'm, I'm not too bothered at the moment. But I did notice I'm like 220 points off the lead. And it's just like crazy how after four game weeks... You can be over two hundred points off the league. That's 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 fifty get fifty points a game week that they've beaten me on average. But obviously, these are people who played Budget Buster and probably another like they played two boosts. Most of these people so in the top ten, so you know, not not to worry. Um, there are some people who are like, I know Angus is like something like twenty fifth or something with no boost played. It's like how, <laughs> um, but it's such a swinging game. This, so I, I guess, I guess even. Uh, I feel quite far behind. I do need to recognise this is a very swingy game, and if I play well, the swings can then go in go in my favour. So yeah, um, so, yeah, an average start, I'd say overall. Okay, so that's how we've got on gotten on so far. Um, we've got quite a lot, a lot of stuff to digest, really, about Super League. We've got double game week six coming up. Um, we've got lots of questions to answer, and um, we've also got a kind of bonus section to do um, based off last time. And Abhishek's put together a little kind of fixture difficulty tab, which is related to one of the questions too. Um, should we start with the bonus, like we did with the yeah. championship episode? Okay, I'm not going to get you to guess like the championship episode just to speed things up. I think. Um, unless you particularly want to, you particularly want, want to okay. guess who's yeah, top. We did so badly last time, so probably shouldn't do it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you don't want to guess. That's fine. Um, so um, I'm going to go through kind of defense, midfield, and attack, and who is looking best for baseline bonus points. This is excluding returns. It's also not factoring in yellow and red cards. Um, it's just the defensive actions, the uh, key passes, shots on target, and the, the dribbles. So these are the kind of actions that you'll see more frequently in a game so they're slightly less random than than returns um just to give us an idea of who's looked good from a baseline bonus perspective so far small sample size caveat three or four games depending on the league so um let's have a look at defenders first so um in terms of defensive actions medina leads the way on 25 Juan Basaka on 21 and then klaus of, Le- of, of marseille on 18 savage 16 chancellor member 15 dan burn 14 Asignon 14, uh, Gijo, Gigot, have you say 14. Um, so those are the, kind of the top few for defensive actions. Um, and it's interesting to see that three different Marseille defenders have come up on that list. So they're doing quite well from, from that point of view so far, um, which is interesting. Obviously, Asignon's only a 4.0, um, but Medina is, is way ahead on 25 at the moment. Um, a couple of other notable ones. Trippier, who's, who you'd kind of expect to do well from a key pass point of view, has got 13 defensive actions, which is good. Um, and Hamari Traore has 12, so he's doing okay from that perspective too in terms of a highly owned pick. So um, that's defensive actions. Key passes, um, Kieran Trippier comes out on top, which is interesting considering the fixtures have been difficult, right? So in these easier fixtures, he could be a fantastic pickup because if he's getting 10 from the first four games when he's played City away and Liverpool and at least one of the really tough game, um, 
you know, just think what he could do in these easier fixtures. So he's got 10 key passes so far. Hakimi is second on nine. And actually, uh, Hamari Traore is third on eight. So those of us who've got him have done really well there, considering he's so cheap. Um, third for key passes amongst defenders so far. Um, and then on six, we've got Carvajal. Luke Shaw from only two matches. Obviously, he's got his injury now. And then Lucas Hernandez also on six. Um, anything else of note from those? Uh, Klaus appears on, on five as well. So he's appeared on both lists reasonably high up. So Klaus, third for, for defensive actions and Mike, seventh for key passes. So not bad at all. Um, on to shots on target, which is more random for defenders. So let's not worry about it too much. But um, Kunde actually comes out on top on four so far for Barcelona. So that's probably quite a surprising one. But I guess that'll be set piece threat. And then Mercado has three of, of Long, who has proved to be a much better option than Frankowski, who I went with um, on the other side, on the other wing back. Uh, and then on two, we've got Hakimi, Alaba, Lorente, and Varane. But um, yeah, shots and target are pretty random for defenders. Successful dribbles. Um, got Thomas Partey on six, although he'll be a midfielder in the game. Um, Alde, Carrasco is on five. Tripp is on five. Traore is on five. Walker, Wanda Saka, Asignan all also on five, with Mercado on four. So um, quite a few players are appearing multiple times in these lists. So like Wanda Saka, I guess you wouldn't always associate with successful dribbles either. So, so that's quite interesting. So when you put it all together, um, top for bonus per 90, so this is, this is on a kind of per 90 basis, um, is Luke Shaw, but he's injured. Um, second, joint second are Trippier and Hakimi, followed by Hamari Traore, Mercado and Frankowski, um, which is interesting. So those are the top defenders so far for bonus. So Traore, bargain. So, yeah, I'm glad I've got him, I have to say. Um, on to midfielders. Um, I'm not going to dwell on defensive actions too much because they are, you know, we're not looking for defensive midfielders in, in the game. We're looking for more attacking midfielders. But I will note that Bruno Fernandes was joint sixth on 14 defensive actions and Saar had 12. So they've, there are two players that are options that have done okay for defensive actions. Also, Saka has had... Uh, 14 and Kubo's had 11, so, so not too bad. Um, key passes um, Bruno Fernandes and Saka jointly come out on top, which is interesting considering I would have put Bruno ahead of Saka in my brain without looking at the numbers. Um, so 14 key passes each. Foden's got 12. Um, Tony Cruz has 11, but from only from less than two matches. So that's a lot for, for him, considering he's, he's not played as much. Um, so he's one to look out for, potentially. Um, Brandt of Dortmund has got 12. I think he's a midfielder in the game, isn't he? Um, and who else? Uh, Bourigeau has has 10 of Ren. Bellingham, 9 um, as well. So those guys have all done reasonably well for, for key passes. But top, Saka and Fernandez so far. Uh, on to shots on target. Um, Bellingham leads away on seven. That probably won't surprise a lot of you. Um, and then Rodri and Odegaard both have five. Bettinia of, of PSG has four. Ishmael Assar has four. Um, also, Blas of Ren has six from less than three, three matches. So he's done pretty well from that point of view. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so Leroy Sane has five, which is decent too. And on to successful dribbles. Leroy Sane leads the way in successful dribbles with 14. So he's he's looking a really good pickup. He's had only three matches as well. Um, Rodrigo has 12. Uh, Njai has 11. Leal has 10. Um, Blas has eight. So Blas has appeared on two lists there. Saka, eight. Martinelli, eight. Vinicius Junior, eight. Bettina, eight. Foden, seven. Um, so, yeah. Some uh, quite interesting options there, I guess. Um, Sane is obviously looking good from that point of view. Putting it all together. Actually, Tony Kroos comes out on top. Um, but he's played fewer minutes, so we have to be sure of his minutes. And if he is... If he, is um i'm not sure why he's got a few minutes um i should know that really whether he was injured or something but um he's a key pass monster so far so when he's when he's playing he's a good option um bettini is also a minutes concern um i think but when he's played he's looked really good for bonus he comes second uh along with saka same as saka foden shortly follows behind and then shortly follow shortly behind foden you've got liao sane brandt blas Bruno um, and saw a little, little bit of facts. So, yeah, those are your kind of standouts so far from a midfielder's point of view. Cool. So, finally, forwards then. Um, and we'll skip defensive actions because we don't really care about that for forwards because they're not going to have many. Um, but um, let's talk uh, key passes first. So, interestingly, Aubameyang comes out on top, which is a surprise to me. Um, with eight eight key passes. Um, so that's one we definitely wouldn't expect. Um, Mbappe has seven. Uh, Callum Wendo has six. Haaland has six. So, yeah, in terms of key passes, they're not generating the same amount as, as midfielders where you've got kind of Saka and Bruno on 14 as, as a comparison. So they're quite a bit behind, but those are the, the guys on top for, for key passes so far. Then if you're going to shots on target, um, Erling Haaland, um, which... You know, obviously, we, we talk a lot about Haaland as the sort of person who doesn't touch the ball very much and so won't be very good for bonus. And indeed, overall, he's not very good for bonus at all, but he does come out well on the shots on target count. Um, so he's top on nine. Uh, Latoura Martinez is second with seven. Lewandowski, six. Marlon, six. Mbappe, five. Guiri, five. Callum Wilson, five from very few minutes. <laughs> so if uh, he starts more games, he could be good, but... Again, very small sample. And Murata, five from not loads of minutes either. Um, and finally, successful dribbles. Um, Guiri comes out on top with 11, which I had I thought might be the case, actually. just what, I've watched a bit of Ren um, in the opening weeks, and he's been looked good for dribbles um, coming off the left. Uh, Rashford has nine in second. Uh, Mbappe, eight. Isaac, seven. So, yeah... I guess Guiri is the one that comes close to the midfield account of, of Sane mm. on, on 14. Um, in fact, uh, Guiri is, is, has the third most in the, in the entire game for successful dribbles. Um, so, yeah, that's why he's been chipping away the few bonus, even though he's not been returning. Um, put it all together then, in terms of forwards, um, Mbappe is top for um, kind of baseline bonus per 90. Um, followed by Callum Wilson, but low minutes caveat. Obviously, it doesn't make him an option unless he's nailed. Um, uh, Guiri third, and then that's it because there's loads of midfielders mixed in with this list. Um, yeah, they're not kind of 
Yeah, I think forwards just generally aren't quite as good for bonus as mids. So um, the list yeah. is is a bit smaller there. But when you put everything together, all positions, Tony Kroos is 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 top. Um, but again, a minute's concern there. Uh, Mbappe's second. Uh, then Callum Wilson, but minutes. Um, Saka, Bruno, Bettina are all in that next tier. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, defenders are, are not coming out quite as well in, in baseline bonuses as, as mids and forwards. Um, but, yeah, obviously they'll have clean sheets to go with it for them, um, which will boost them a little bit. So, yeah, hopefully there have just been a few names that you might not have been thinking about that have kind of come up there. I know there are one or two for me um, that, that kind of I've been prompted to keep an eye on um, in the coming weeks. Um, so yeah, I hope you hope you found that useful in terms of maybe who you're going to look, look to buy and sell uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think yeah, I think in terms of buy and sell, I think anybody who owns Carrasco, uh, he has left Atletico Madrid, so mm-hmm. the Saudi Arabia transfer window is still open. So keep an eye on your players. There might be some movement. Not yeah. uh, your nailed players, but your French players like that. You mm-hmm. can uh, see movement. So keep an eye on that. So, yeah. yeah, apart from that, I think Gori seems like a decent option. Uh, if I don't go the premium route for my forward options, then he can be another decent option. Uh, Sane can also be an option post game week six. I think uh, game week six is really focused on a budget, uh, on a boost, uh, whichever boost you play. So after game week six, uh, I think the names that you called out, Sane, like Sane, Gori, looks like interesting options in the long run. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think is okay. Um, I am looking to sell ahead of the double. And I probably won't get him straight back just because I, I think in terms of returns, he's not looking like he's as involved as some of the other players. Um, I mean, his underlying numbers are okay, but only okay. So I, I think there, there are probably better options given he's seven, but like he's not he's not awful. And, you know, I, I don't regret picking him and he has, you know, got me a few, a few bonus points for that return. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think he's bad at all. Um, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him on the buy list. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised that uh, defenders didn't fare so well, like to- in total, because you can, you have like players that don't have sustainable minutes in midfield that are doing better for bonus than defenders that play ninety minutes. It's a bit telling. Like yeah. it's very different to gaffer or because where they like get bonus for <laughs> it feels like not doing much, but. It's a bit of a different game, I guess. Yeah, and actually, interesting, you don't even get any... Yeah, you get one extra bonus for a match clean sheet um, if you're a defender, so that that helps. Um, but yeah, you need to, to get the full clean sheet for that extra little boost. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, so I think uh, the defenders are not going for much defensive actions. I think they're very much playing it safe for now. But there is not a lot of quite not a lot of clean sheets. Uh, I mean, this season so far, 
I mean, whichever game you play, uh, there are not a lot of clean sheets. So it's really if the defenders, all those defenders are sporting goals, that's a welcome change. And the likes of Dumfries, likes of Mbamba uh, and the others are scoring goals for fun. Uh, Direnzo, but not much of defensive action. It's really tricky to get it right in terms of team structure at the moment, I think, with defenders, because um, I've been of the mind that I should just go cheap um, and push the money elsewhere and that there wouldn't be defenders that are going to show up from enough from an attacking standpoint to be worth the extra. But I've, I feel like I've been proved wrong on that. I mean, I fully regret picking Frankowski. That's for sure, because he's 5.5, so he's not cheap. And someone like Di Lorenzo mm -hmm. is literally 0.5 more. Um, but yeah, I think we've seen the likes of Di Marco, Di Lorenzo, Dumfries, Alfonso Davies, these sorts of players. They are so high up the pitch. They are getting, they are looking very dangerous from an attacking standpoint that actually um, maybe you need at least one. Maybe you need at least one. Um, I don't know what, what your your guys' opinions of, are of of those guys i've been very happy with the uh, dumfries uh but mm -hmm. um as someone pointed out in the chat i i'm like a bit wary about him probably being a bit mm -hmm. more rotated when champions league checking champions league starts uh, so maybe i want a more safe pick uh, <laughs> in that position but until now it's been a good pick i guess both both into yeah. fullbacks are, are fantastic from uh from an attacking standpoint but they keep getting subbed off just before 75 don't they mm -hmm. um and and so they're going to keep getting rotated with with the champions league a bit more so yeah i think yeah, it's, it's a difficult one yeah that's also i think both these wing backs can play up the pitch so even if let's say forward comes back i'm not as i will not be surprised if john freeze doesn't get dropped because john freeze can play from the midfield from an attacking point of view I think Pavard will probably play centre back. I don't think, obviously, when he played for oh, yeah. when he played for Bayern at right back, he was playing in a back four. Whereas in a back five, you want you want your wing backs to be really quite attacking, and, and Pavard isn't really that. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't see him taking Dumfries' yeah, place. Yeah, I think uh, you can expect both Dumfries and uh, Pavard to start. Much there shouldn't be much rotation uh, as between those two, but. Inter has a lot, lot of defenders and a lot of rotating defenders who can play their positions. So it will be hard to see. But from what I can get, uh, especially with what uh, Inzaghi did last season, uh, after, especially at the start of the Champions League, for first three, four games, they are not going to. He's not going to rotate that much. So for now, it's okay, I guess. Uh, let's see what uh, lineups he brings in, in the coming games then you can take a decision uh, whereas in case of the other teams other wing backs like sociedad you can get to see straight away for munoz uh, tierney starts so if the, uh, i don't think that will happen for inter's case uh, so uh, those who are owning inter defenders i think much safer than associated defenders as of now Dumfries is a don't buy, don't sell. Um, simply yeah, because, yeah. so like for David, David, he's great. He, he's absolutely fine for you. But if you are looking to buy a defender at that price point, you probably buy Di Lorenzo because he's safer for minutes. Um, or Davies. Or, da or Davies. Not, Obviously, yeah. there's the double. But like, yeah, I guess if we take the double out of the equation, you're, you're right. I thought yeah. so, Davies. Yeah. Yeah. 
those are the two options but yeah shall we shift focus to the double then um yep. i guess we top of the town yeah yes, double is the top of the town now let's shoot through the eight teams fairly quickly i think um and and just talk about the options that they've got and, and how they've looked so far so ac milan um i guess we, we're really talking about priority transfers in um for those who don't have so and i guess also people that are a bit more outside of the box or budget for those who are thinking of playing budget buster um if you were to to buy an ac milan player who would be your kind of top top picks um the top picks will be leo and polisic uh, Giroud can be an, an option but i think the three forward spots are filled up so Liao and Pulisic will be the only two options. Uh, if you are playing a league boost, if you're paying, playing a budget, these are not budget options. These are for league options, uh, league boost options. Uh, so I think in terms of uh, Liao, Theo Hernandez, uh, Pulisic uh, are the top three as of now. I would also in add in of, uh, if you are playing budget buster Thiav for 4.5 could also be one. Yes, yeah. I he's on the watch. He's a possibility for me actually. Um, there you go. I've said it now. I'm playing budget buster game week six. Game week six. It's just been revealed. Finally, <laughs> um, that, that's the plan. It's slightly been scuppered by the Real Sociedad wing back uh, fullback situation, but um, that is the plan. So yeah, Tiao, agreed. David, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at the numbers for... I'm particularly interested in Pulisic, I think. Um, and he comes out okay. Um, in terms of XG per 90, that's 0 0.37. Um, and then 0 0.44 expected goals plus expected assists per 90, which is decent. When you compare it with Liao, Liao's got 0 0.53 expected returns and a, a lower expected goals than um than Liao, uh, sorry than Pulisic so Pulisic is looking like a, a good option in terms of playing time he's got a similar playing time obviously he, he does get subbed but um not not loads so I think yeah Pulisic is, is a possible option I, I mean I've got Liao I don't think I'll get Pulisic but I'm happy with Liao yeah um, and I probably would marginally pick Liao over Pulisic but like if you if you fancy a punt on Pulisic I, I don't, don't hate it at all yeah uh, I think I can add two more players to that list. Uh, one you can watch uh, in terms of minutes, in terms of play action, in terms of how they performing, how they are performing is the midfield duo of Ruben Loftus Cheek and hold on, who's uh, Rangers? Rangers, yeah, yeah, Loftus Cheek and Rangers. So these two. Really, although Lubin Loftus Cheek uh, is get rotated quite a bit because he is coming off at sixty plus minutes, but uh, along uh, uh, from the other side of Pulisic, he gets to go forward. Uh, Loftus Cheek and in uh, for uh, and for Rangers, I think he likes to get involved uh, very much uh, from the defensive half to the attacking half, uh, much quite regularly. And he is not shy of a shot. Uh, he takes them 
very often uh, in the three games that I watched from Milan. Maybe for Roma, he was subdued quite a bit because Moreno was the manager, so he knew how to control him. But in the previous two, he was doing wonders. So keep an eye on those two. Uh, those two can be decent budget options and decent options going forward as your fourth and fifth midfielder. I think, I think I'll remember uh, at least the uh, Reinders because of the way you said his name it sounded like reindeers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, maybe I yes, should just uh, get him for that uh, that cause, maybe. Yeah, I think uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek uh, possibly both those, both of those midfielders uh, fulfill the budget buster rule for for midfielders. So I think those can be nice options. Uh, Milan has a nice double up as well. So. It really depends on what formation, what team for uh, structure you have, really. Mm. But these are options from AC Milan. So, should we move on to the next club? Yeah, just a couple of one of the things to mention. Don't sleep on Giroud. Um, obviously, he's on pens. Yeah, That's yeah, a big yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's not offering much outside of pens, but he is on pens. Um, so, and he's yeah. the top. He's the top scorer of Serie. Eh? So he's going to score goals. He's got it's four goals already. Thing, <laughs> yeah, so he's going to score goals. It's the thing is that. Most of the forwards were preoccupied, but if you don't want to have that much premium going forward, then Giroud can be a decent option because he's going to score goals and he's on yeah. penalties as well. And the last thing to, I want to mention as well is Teo Hernandez is obviously very highly rated on so in the community. Um, I probably wouldn't go out and buy him though um, from an attacking standpoint. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't appear in the bonus discussion at all. We didn't mention him once. And from an attacking standpoint, he's he's only only forming at 0.13 expected goal involvements per 90 so far again small sample size only three matches but um i think we're we're gonna do better with di lorenzo so i wouldn't go for him yeah let's move on unless any other comments no i think yeah, okay. uh, we have pretty much covered milan hmm. okay so inter we've already discussed their wing back so we won't won't dwell on those those guys too much i guess yeah Great attacking options, but rotation risks or at least sub early sub risks as well. Um, yeah, I mean Di Marco, some of the positions he's taken are ridiculous as well. So, yeah, um, who else is is kind of standing out to you guys? Uh, in terms of, uh, if you look at from the attacking point of view, both Thuram and Lautaro Martinez are on form, mm. and. Inzaghi is going to start with both of them. Arnautovic will come as a sub. Whoever gets sub, or I don't think, uh, I think Thuram gets subbed off pretty much early uh, in the yeah. past three games. I think he, yeah. get, he gets subbed off. Lautaro did not sub off. But the thing is that both of these guys are not budget buster options. If you're playing budget buster, they are not options. If you're playing league boost, they are definitely options. Uh, I, uh, I, I think uh, Lotaro seems to be Inter Milan's talisman uh, for a few years. So he's a decent pick. I was skeptical a bit about the minutes Thuram will get, but after these three games, I think those two are the forward options for Inter Milan. And they're going to they're gonna score goals uh, uh, because Thuram laying off the ball to Lotaro, and Lotaro is a goal getter. So. Yeah, those two are the Inter Milan options. Apart from the wing backs, there's much really from the midfield positions. Uh, there, uh, there are the likes of Mkhitaryan, Kanhaglu, uh, Barella, but 
they don't perform as much as the forward yeah. duo uh, and the defensive duo performing so far. But keep an eye on the midfield uh, midfielders from Inter Milan because they can come up with the goods any time. And if you're looking uh, for a safe goalkeeper, then Somar uh, can be an option. Your, uh, I mean, key that sort of goalkeeper. Somar is that you can bank clean sheets. Not many safe points will you get because Somar is now in a, in a league who is much more defensive. It's a defensive league, so you will not get much many, that many safe points. But you're gonna get your regular full clean sheets from Somar. So if you are that kind of a guy who likes to get those uh, clean sheets bank points, then Somar is your guy from Inter Milan, uh, and the fixtures back it up as well because he's gonna get those clean sheets. Yeah, no goals conceded yet for Inter at all. Um, but there were three rel- three kind of easier games. Fiorentina is not an easy game, but they absolutely dispatched them 4-0. That was a really impressive performance. I saw some of that game. Um, yeah, David, what are your thoughts on Inter? I think you've touched on most of the things, but um, I, could, I would say like I'm not interested in any of their midfielders on the game, at least, uh, mm-hmm. because they are a bit expensive uh, compared to the yeah. defenders and defenders are sometimes more, more attacking than them so yeah. yeah for me it's either the one of the forwards or some defenders i guess yeah agreed it's, it comes down to those four martinez Turam, dumfries and dimarco i'll just just finish off on some numbers then um so Turam and martinez both have fantastic numbers um martinez 1.02 expected goal involvements per 90 um martinez winning at about a goal a goal uh, one expected goal per 90. Um, Juram's only just behind on 0.9, um, but obviously the early sub risk with him. And actually, Dumfries does come out on top over DeMarco from an attacking underlying number standpoint so far, um, in, particularly in terms of expected assists, which I wouldn't have necessarily thought. So um, currently, Dumfries, Dumfries edges it over DeMarco, um, but some of the positions is taking up are fantastic as well. So... I would say there's not loads in it. I guess the price is another factor. Dumfries is 0.5 cheaper, so it's probably him at the moment. Um, cool. Next team, Lazio. Um, fair to say it's been a mixed start to the season for Lazio. A very poor, poor start. Um, who did they? They lost to Lecce in the first, the first game. And then who was it in game week two that they lost Genoa. to? Genoa, Genoa, who newly promoted, I think. Um, yep. Then they go on, go on to go on to beat Napoli it's in Naples. Champion. <laughs> it's so, champion. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting one from them. And obviously, they've got budget defenders. The question is, do we want to go near their budget defenders like Casale, Lazari, or Maris- Marisic? It's quite tricky in terms of the fixtures that are coming up for them yeah especially either side of the doubles they face uva then there's the two games that are easy then there is milan and both uva and milan are away from home i mean although they beat the champions the cdi champions away from home but Lazio it has not looked the Lazio of last season where they were they were scoring goals for fun. They were really attacking team. I think the international break uh, couldn't have come at, at a good time for them. 
to resurrect whatever savory the savory ball was he, he needs to do something about it because there are some decent options especially in terms of budget buster defenders you say budget buster forwards budget buster midfielders even Zakagni, uh, these are decent options. They're playing up top with Mobile. So these are decent options for your budget buster squad. If you really, if you are playing budget buster, uh, and they have a decent double. Uh, I think uh, both of the double game, both the games are at home against Monza and Torino. So those are nice, uh, around a nice pair of fixtures. For them to score a bucket load of points in a budget buster or a league boost, so something you kind of need to have an eye on them, especially uh, because they are the most uh, budget-prone team uh, in terms of budget buster and in terms of league boost. They are uh, they can help you maneuver your team quite a bit because they are so cheap. Uh, beat defensive, beat forward, beat uh, midfielders. So I think uh, a really disappointing start, but hopefully after the win against Na- Napoli, uh, Lazio is on the rise again. Mm. What do you reckon to Lazio, David? Um, yeah, I, two players I've I would like that are interest. I haven't looked much at Lazio before this, but uh, I uh, I remember when I played the Bundesliga fantasy that Kamada was like one of the best cheap players in the league. So, uh, but I looked at his minutes now, and he's barely touched sixty minutes the last three. So I'm, I don't know what's up with that. But um, another player mm. that just like from the last performance was Philip Anderson. He got two assists, uh, and he mm. made one big chance. So not that much, but uh, um, he had some uh, good numbers. Uh, I don't know if is zero point four eight expected assists a good number. Is that in total? Yeah, for one game. For what? For one game? Yeah, for one game, that is good. Yeah, but that was yeah. from two assists. So, but yeah, he mm-hmm. is the same price as Immobile. Um, mm-hmm. He's not. He's point five more expensive actually. That's true. Sorry, but yes, um, same amount mm. of points almost. Mm. Yeah, in terms of the defenders, they're they're actually a bit tricky because of rotation. Um, so like Lazari is the one who looks like has at least a little bit of attacking threat, but he got benched against Napoli. Um, so I think if if you're playing budget buster, the, the one that started all three all three games is Marisic and and Romagnoli, but he's the one that's five, so he's not budget. Um, so I think probably for safety, Marisic would be the one to go for. Um, but yeah, it's you know not an inspiring pick, I and mean, he's right back, but his, his numbers haven't been haven't been too good so far. Um, I think Immobile is still okay. I mean, he's not looked great, but actually comes out okay in the numbers. Um, 0.37 expected goals per 90. Um, and then actually a decent amount of expected assists as well. So he's kind of looking at just over half an expected return per 90, 0.58. So it's all right. There are better, much better figures in the game than that. But considering it's budget, it's all right. I think... I think I'll go there. Anderson is is behind, but only slightly. So if Anderson was cheaper, it'd be a tempter. Um, and I would imagine, I'd imagine, even though he hasn't started all three games, I would imagine he's probably first choice, right? Um, 
So, you know, Anderson's not an awful option. I think if he's a midfielder, Anderson would be a, would be an interesting option, actually. Yeah, yeah. Just the fact that he's a forward, probably not. He probably should be a midfielder, but yeah. Yeah. I think another, uh, speaking of midfield, another one uh, to look at, in, especially if you are playing the budget burst push, is Alberto. I think he's on the set-piece duties as well. Don't know about the corner duties, but set-piece duties, I think he is. And he is second in line to take the penalties as well. If Immobile doesn't take, if a situation arises, then Alberto... I think he is the captain as well. He will take the penalties. But, so he can be another option if you're playing the budget buster boost. But wouldn't you, or if you want to have like the one that finishes the chances and takes the penalties instead of the the second man? Yeah, you can say that, but it's really quite tricky who takes this season because uh, A, they haven't got any penalties so far. B, mm. I don't know about the confidence of Immobile. Uh, as of now, because he's not on the last season. Uh, after three games, I think he was scoring goals, uh, scored goals, four or five goals. This season, he has only scored one goal. And he didn't look that much involved as of last season. Whereas, like uh, the others, uh, I'm not sure whether he will get benched for Anderson uh, if he's not performing to, to the mark. Plus, he's, I think, a year older as well. So, Maybe something. Uh, maybe he's carrying a slight niggle injury as well because he's not uh, moving freely. He's not playing well, and when Immobile doesn't play well, it gets seen uh, in the pitch, and his team suffers really because he's their talisman. He's their basically goal getter who sets them up really well. So uh, there is that caveat, but Alberto seems like a decent option from the especially in the. Uh, Three games that Lazio has played, he looked like yeah. the option to go for in terms of the Lazio's. Yeah, he's the best midfielder of, for them. Um, his numbers are similar to Rinders, who's obviously one I'm looking at as well. Um, mm. Underlying numbers are similar to Rinders, so yeah, he's definitely one to consider if you're looking for a midfielder in this budget that doubles. Mm. Napoli. Um, yeah, they started the season very well and then they lost to Lazio in, in quite a surprising result. Um, obviously, Osserman is... If you don't have him for the double, then good luck. Good luck to you. We probably don't need to talk about him. He's He's been he's been very impressive. Um, Di Lorenzo is obviously the other standout. And I'll just bring up his numbers before we just see if there's anyone else. Um, Di Lorenzo's numbers are, are very, very good, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, he's got um, 0.41 expected assists per 90, 0.15 expected goals per 90. Obviously, he has popped up with a goal and an assist. Is that right? One goal, one assist, one goal, two assists. It's at least two. Yeah. He's definitely got two returns. Um, yeah. He's he's him and Alfonso Davies are the pick of the bunch at, at that price back in the defence. And um, I'm not going to have him, but he's if you're playing triple triple or, or a league boost or basically if you're not playing budget buster. You probably should get him, I would say. Um, what about, however you say his name, Kvartskelia? Missed the first game due to injury. Yeah. He's... Uh, look, 
if you're playing budget buster napoli is not your team let's clarify it now the uh, because that's there one. are no budget that's one uh, that's not an option uh, i might get him opinion. i might get him juan jesus center back yeah he is center back he but can yes. be another option but there are other options than him uh, so napoli is not a budget buster team uh, if you're playing a league boost you have to have at least two napoli players if you are playing a league boost because they have ideally the most exciting <laughs> double on game week 6 both of those teams are bottom half teams that they are facing uh, i think they are facing uh, bologna and udinese one at home one at away napoli will score goals and if you are going without napoli players on a league boost in a double game week then sit uh, get ready to sit behind the sofa <laughs> there will be goals would you say so, that playing versus buster would you say that would be a bad thing to play versus buster if it means you have uh, less napoli because i haven't had any napoli from the start uh, and like looking uh, at, it, it feels like a bit of a waste to get osman when you are playing versus buster look, the thing is that you have are you going to play 11 budget busters no if you are not then go for napoli players it will be really hard to not go without napoli players yeah i guess uh, so you if you are play, if you are hell bent on playing with 11 budget players then i can't say anything about it but game week 6 is not a week to play with 11 budget players because you don't have that many options i think that's a separate debate so, because um it's i i yeah there's so many players like harland and and griezmann and leao and stuff who are, yeah yeah Let, let's maybe come to that later because it is a very valid point and it's one that I'm going to need to try and work out myself is how to get the balance right between having the big options that I need and as many budget players as possible but in terms of Napoli itself yeah I mean I think you should probably have Osimhen I mean I do so like I'm not I'm going to definitely start him because I've got him and definitely not play 11 budget players um the thing is if you if you have to make transfers to bring in non-budget players it's you probably don't want to do that so i would probably yeah. just sit tight without but like di lorenzo and and fratscalia could both hold yeah but the the, the uh, other side of the argument is that the two uh, the two in napoli are the two informed players are from napoli basically apart from bayern munich uh, i mean in terms of all the teams that are having doubles napoli are the informed team So if you are not play, if you are having not uh, fulfilling the budget quota, but you are fulfilling the double quota, you will get uh, double points. Maybe not two point uh, to the extent of the budget buster boost, but you're gonna get those double points. And you only need what uh, three half clean sheets to get a haul from Di Lorenzo if you want Di Lorenzo, and one goal apiece from uh, Osimhen. but you're expecting more goals from him with the kind of fixtures they have so if you're not going without an apple player it will be to, to me it's a non question to go without an apple player i don't know about you guys but i can't see myself playing a boost without an apple player even though i'm playing a budget buster boost or a league boost i need to have 
assurance from uh, because they are the easier they are the team that are going to score fetch me decent number of points especially in this double because i'm getting so that, unsure on budget best you know <laughs> Speaking about it's an this. interesting debate. It's an uh, interesting debate. I was like a bit sad on it, but now without no with, with no Napoli players, this feels a bit scary actually. You did say they're the most informed team, but I'm, I will just say that Inter and AC Milan both have both won all three games, and, and Napoli haven't. But Napoli obviously had the tougher fixture. So. Is there anything more to talk about, or should we move on to the next team? Let's let's keep going. Let's keep yeah. going. Yeah, let's keep going. The other team. So four um, done. I think we have four left. Yes, on to, on to La Liga. I feel like La Liga won't take as long, actually. I feel like there's maybe not as much to talk about, but we'll see. You never know. Barcelona, then, they are a team that are not on my radar at all. It doesn't help yeah, that La Liga is the, is the league I, I cannot watch. I can watch all the others, but it requires paying £15 a month to watch La Liga kind of legally. So I'm looking forward to the Champions League, where I will be able to watch them. Um, anyway, that's not important. Lewandowski's underwhelmed so far. First thing to note, I guess. Has he? Yep. I mean, from I... a returns point of view, yes. I just looked at his numbers. They're they're good. He's actually generating one xG per game. That's very good. Hold <laughs> um, on. He has the same amount of points as Osman. But he's four million more. But, but yeah. uh, and he's played I mean... an extra get an extra game. But like it's not yeah, so much, but yeah, I, I get your point about the the money thing. <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah, not putting up all the numbers numbers if you can say it that way. No, he's not. Um, and kind of the stats that you mentioned are kind of standard for Lewandowski in whatever league he plays because that's a standard of him. He sets for himself. It's the behind the play, players that play behind him that going to be that's causing a bit of a what you say that's a that's not looking like a cohesive unit or they haven't yet gelled together uh, the likes of i think they signed felix and cancelo they finally got registered both of the guys uh, they are yet to register inigo martinez from sociedad which they signed they are yet to re uh, register him so there are a lot of players that are yet to come uh, we uh, have to see how they look like a team, but in terms of the double, I don't think I'm going towards Barcelona, even though I, uh, Joe, you mentioned you did not watch. I watched the three games that Barcelona play. Even I don't feel confident going with them in the upcoming double because something is missing. What is missing, I don't know. When I'm watching, they don't excite me that much. Uh, if I can put in simple terms, they don't excite me, and I don't want to pay that amount of money for Lewandowski if he ain't getting the service that he was getting in previous seasons. So until I see a fully functional Barcelona team, I'm not going anywhere near any Barcelona players. Even though I know Lewandowski will score goals and get uh, same amount of points on the likes of other uh, forward options. Maybe not touch Holland numbers, but the likes of Osimhen numbers, Kane numbers, he can touch. But the other team that do not excite me as of much, uh, so stay away from me. Is my motto for Barcelona. 
hence i cannot i have options to suggest but i don't have any confidence <laughs> to suggest those options gundwan's got all, all right numbers um but he yeah is he on pens surely not surely lewandowski's on pens no yeah if lewandowski comes off then i guess he's on pens i'm reading because he's the most senior players I'm re- I was reading the numbers wrong. Ignore me. Um, I was looking at the numbers and thinking, oh, that looks like he's on pens. Um, yeah, ignore me. Um, he, he does come out okay in the numbers, 0.42 expected returns per 90. So he's, he's okay, and he's the one that looks like he's, he's good for minutes. But like 8.1, are you going to pick him over Griezmann? Are you going to pick him over Liao? Are you going to pick him, pick him over Bellingham? You're not, are you? Do you have the numbers for Yamal? Yes. Uh, 0.57 expected returns per 90, which is good for his price. Very good for his price. Um, it's just a, a minute's concern, I guess. Has he started three of the four? Is that right? Mm, I think two of the four. Two of the four he has started. I mean, they're missing Pedri, and if Pedri is injured, yeah, that may have halted and get played quite a bit, but. They want Pedri back, and I don't think Pedri will be back next game. Possibly game six or seven, he will be back. I haven't checked what his injury issue is, but I think you said a muscle injury on, on injury on the website. But yeah, he started the last three yeah. three games. Okay, so yeah, he's a early subs concern for me. So I, I I think I'm unlikely to get him, but he has put up okay numbers for. Yeah, well, I, I already have him, so uh, I'm just stuck with him. Yeah. I told. I told. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, getting rid of him, but uh, I was. Uh, mm. I hope they it's, get better as a team. <laughs> yeah, the thing is with these youngsters is that they are the easy one to sub out if your team is not doing well. That's the issue I have with these. I mean, uh, uh, these modern managers they are quick to rectify that uh, the senior players are not doing mistake. They sub out a youngster even though he's playing well. So that's a bit weird to me. Uh, that's the only reason I think I might not, uh, I have stayed away from Yamal. But Yamal looked good in whatever games I've watched for Barcelona. Cool. So he is, as Joe, Joe said, he's a hold for now. Don't buy, don't sell kind of guy. He's also, especially if you're playing a budget buster, he can be a decent option. Barcelona has decent uh, double games. So can be an option. Yeah. Yeah. From a defensive point of view, Kunde's numbers are all right, but wouldn't go there. I think he's, he's not not as good as Di Lorenzo or, or Davies or or Di Marco, so um, or Dumfries. Um, so yeah, probably wouldn't go there. Defense is all too expensive for me. Um, midfield is a wasteland. Not going to buy Lewandowski. So yeah, I'm going with no Barcelona. Any anything else to add on Barcelona? No, I don't have anything. I accidentally skipped Atletico Madrid when trying to go in in alphabetical order. So let's touch on them now. Now, sadly, Memphis Depay got injured. He would have been a great budget option, but that leaves Morata at 8.1. Um, I did just check before the call, and Depay, they are hoping he'll be back for game week six. So he may be back, but uh, I think minutes will be managed between him and Morata, and I think that makes neither of them options. Um, because we just don't know he's going to play and and how many minutes they're going to play. So forwards are probably a bit of a write-off. Um, David, what do you think to the rest of the team at the moment? <laughs> I'm just looking at the list and it's, I'm not getting much much excitement from it actually. 
Um, but maybe that's because I have my budget booster glasses on. But I started the season with Griezmann, <laughs> but he was he got he went out for Bellingham pretty soon. I'm I'm glad mm-hmm. I did that because I hadn't, he hasn't done much for his price. But um, maybe the only one would be Savage, maybe because because he plays. But mm. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at Savage for budget buster. I went with Hermoso at the start of the season. I'm slightly annoyed that I did now. I was kind of going to go for Savage, and then I was talked out of it because people were saying they weren't sure he was going to play. I'm going to totally own that decision myself. I'm not blaming them. I've only got myself to blame for not going for Savage. Um, But he has started all four games, and therefore it would be nice not to have to make another transfer um, to have him there as a budget option already. Um, So, yeah, he's he's one that could come in for me, um, for Hermoso or Frankowski. Um, they are still fairly solid defensively um, at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, they, so. they always are. <laughs> I feel like yeah. solid defensive team. Yeah, absolutely. From an attacking standpoint, obviously Griezmann's the one we all talked about at the start. Um, he's disappointed from a returns point of view. Didn't they win like seven nil and he only got one goal or something? What, what was that? Not imagining that, am I? Yeah, 7-0 win against Rayo Valencao and, and he got one return two minutes in and that was it. Um, yeah, I mean, have his, num- have his numbers regressed? Um, yes, they have. Like, he was... I can't remember what his underlying numbers were last year. I want to say... I can check them in a minute whilst, whilst you guys are talking, but I want to say around the sort of 0.7 expected returns per 90. He's tr- currently tracking at 0.49 expected returns per 90 which is is not bad but it's not not at the level that he was showing last season so far so we'll see if those numbers improve over time and obviously i wouldn't be selling him if you got him but would you buy him if you don't have him i guess is the more interesting question no that's it <laughs> i'm not going into the bit uh why Maybe. am i getting him? uh no uh i have better options uh, than him uh, to spend, uh, especially considering now I'm fully focused on budget buster. But even though if I if I hadn't focusing on budget buster, I wouldn't have gone for him. I would have gone for other uh, double options. Uh, uh, first of all, I do not want to play the Spanish double option, uh, Spanish boost because Spanish spins La Liga's double did not. Uh, tell me to get the, that they will get points and where Celia boost seems like the more likely one to play this week at this game week six so nah he's not I mean people are coming off the bench and getting twice the returns uh, yeah. him. I guess like Liao and Bellingham are better aren't they yeah it's no? unfortunate no it's unfortunate for him but uh I'm not spending 9.5 on him then instead of likes of Liao, Bellingham, El Rodrigo. Uh, <laughs> I'm spending Rodrigo ahead of him. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere near him. Anything you'd like to add, David, on Atletico Madrid? There's not much to say now, is there? I don't think so. No. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to be faced with a decision on Griezmann on whether to play him or not in, in the double. Because they've got Real Madrid as one of the fixtures. So not easy. But anyway, Real Madrid. Now, Vinicius Jr. is going to be out for the, the double game week. Is that right? I think yep. six weeks or so he's going to be out for. Yep. Six weeks. Yeah. Um, we don't need to talk about Bellingham. He's brilliant. 
Yeah, um, he's in everybody's team, so he's irrelevant from this chat. What are the other options? Hmm. In terms of, there are no budget options. No, there aren't. There aren't at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, uh, go on. Yeah, I mean, Hosolu will probably play because of Vinicius Junior's injury. He's put up pretty good numbers in those two games. Um, he's put up 1.4 expected goals in just two games, which is very good. Um, but again, very small sample size, and one of the games is against a very solid Atletico Madrid away from home. Um, mm. So personally, I don't think I'm interested in anyone. Um, obviously, Rodrigo is, is a potentially good option, but he's not really done brilliantly so far. He's done okay, but... Um, not to the point where he's looking like a buy at 10 million when you've got I mean, two uh, options I think before he missed, better. He missed a penalty as well. So Did, yes. That's Two. not assuring if you want to go to him. Mm. But, he's better, he, but he seems like uh, a decent option up top. Uh, I mean, Vinicius Jr., yeah. uh, they have to figure out somehow. Vinicius Jr. is not a forward. Ancelotti is playing him as a forward uh, alongside Rodrigo. Rodrigo is a much more forward uh, rather than Vinicius Jr. So mm -hmm. this thing needs to... Real uh, Madrid uh, will do well with Jose Lu now because both of them, Jose Lu and Rodrigo, are pure forwards. Vinicius Jr. is not a forward. He's an attacking forward. He's not a uh, forward kind of guy. So that's, had, uh, well, that's what caused Vinicius Jr.'s numbers to not uh, produce that made numbers and that yeah. has made Bellingham to reap all the benefits. So I think uh, Angelotti needs to do some thinking when, when Vinicius Jr. returns. But mm. as of now, if Jose Lu plays, I think Rodrigo and Bellingham are decent options uh, to go forward. Yeah. I just wish, wish Jose Lu was a bit cheaper. <laughs> it would have been yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's not budget. He's not quite budget. He's on, on, on yeah. the cusp. Uh, yeah. just, just other people I uh, probably ho I hope you know but the the thresholds are 7 they have to be under 7 under 6.5 and under yeah. 5 right yeah yeah under 5 under for five defenders five, under, six, under six, defenders and half and six, six and a half under for midfielders yeah. so, so you, hopefully the if player have can't be 6.5 that's very important or 7 they have to be under, um, under. no 6.5 under they can't be 6.5 yeah yeah, yeah. Correct. So 0.4 is the threshold. Uh, yeah, it's the final threshold. Yeah. To qualify, so. mm, yeah. So don't get caught out. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I mentioned Tony Kroos in the bonus thing earlier, but he's not an option um, when they've got um, Modric, Tuchemeni, and, and Kamavinga in there um, as competition places. So he's just not nailed. So yeah, um, I'm not interested in Real Madrid because of that fixture and no budget players. And no defenders have numbers even close to the Dumfries and your De Lorenzo's of the world. So, um, it's a no from me. Hmm. Any final thoughts on, on Real? No, I think we'll be cool. Bellingham will know what it is. <laughs> cool. All right. Real Sociedad are the last team. They are probably. Arguably the most interesting team, actually, funnily enough, just because of the price points. Um, yeah, I mean, if we start defensively, 
Odriozola's not been added to the game, which is unless no. unless he's got another name. Um, but no, he's big news is is Munoz got benched for Tierney at the weekend, um, which means many of us who own Munoz have probably got to think about selling soon. Um, I'm going to hold for game week five, and if he doesn't start game week five, he's gone. Um, Triore, we've mentioned already, is one of the best defenders in the game at the moment, and hopefully he will keep his place um, with signing of Odriozola. I, ho- I certainly hope so, and I think he would deserve to keep his place. Um, so if you don't have him, I think he's a buy. If you don't have him and you're confident, he's nailed. Um, so yeah, in terms of budget as well, Zubi Elder is nailed, but he's just not... He's a centre-back, so he's, he's not going to get the bonus or the attacking returns. Um what else do we want to talk about for for Sociedad? If you're playing I mean, uh, league boost, you probably have Kubo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kubo is great, but he is overperforming his numbers, oh, really? so he may regress a bit. Um, I've now I've not watched him play, so I don't know if he's like a particularly good finisher. But um, he's got three goals from 0.8 xG. Wow. Um, so and he's also got an assist. Um, but he's overperformed his XG so far. So he may regress, or he may just be a very good finisher. Um, but that is not to say he's a bad option or anything. He's still a cracking option. <laughs> he's still a cracking option. So, you know, he's great. You know, if you, yeah, if you want to buy him, good. buy him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the main problem with Sociedad is that too many, too much is dependent on Kubo now. Hence, uh, he has become the focal point as of now. Uh, I mean, they have four forwards. Andre Silva would have helped him quite a bit uh, and helped us quite a bit in terms of a budget forward, but he's apparently injured. And none of the other forwards that there are there are, although they are budget, they are within the threshold of the budget buster, but they are not looking to score goals. Uh, I would have been much more confident had Andre Silva would have Fit, stayed fit. Uh, I don't know the news about Andre Silva's injury or anything. I will definitely get it. Uh, need to check it out because if he is back, uh, especially for that game with six, double up, then I might bring Andre Silva in as my budget buster forward replacement in place of Osimhen, in place of uh, Immobile, if he is fit and is starting. Uh, That's so not worth the transfer, out. mate. If he's fit uh, and because if Andre Silva is fit, Kubo will he will score goals. Uh, the fixture, if you look at the fixture for Sociedad, they are arguably the only La Liga team that has the easier run of fixture in the double. Getafe at home, Valencia uh, and Valencia away. Both of those sides haven't started well this season, uh, so. I- you could make an argument for it if you don't if you're if you're transferring him in, him in for a single game week player but there's absolutely mm. no way i would buy him through mobile yeah, and no way on earth and he comes back for injured it doesn't mean that he's suddenly going to play in top yeah, play, top yeah that's, he's, that's he's not played for some time point. so that's a good point if he like but... comes straight into the double you I mean, right whatever if, player has played if we get... already yeah, I mean, what's the injury issues? I we have, uh, I have to see, and we have to see if we get the Leipzig version of Andre Silva straight away. Uh, 
gets fit. Uh, I think uh, let's see. Let's say he gets fit in game week five. Straight away he gets we get the live bit version of Andre Silva. And then an argument can be made. Why not? Because Immobile is although he is like the talisman, he's not on form. Looks like. And if Andre Silva gets to form. But all these are permutation combinations. Uh, I'm not saying that do it now, but yeah. he can be another option, one to watch, especially if you are on a budget and he starts. Let's say in game week five, he starts and does well. Then suddenly he comes in the conversation. If he doesn't do anything, then fair enough, he is not in the conversation. But if he does well, then suddenly he comes back into the conversation, especially from a budget buster point of view. If you're playing a budget buster and not so sure on Lazio forwards, then he can be an mm. option. Not for me. That's not for me. The only but... thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that it's a priority on one, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's a. I'm on a fifty-fifty on this. I'm just quoting that there is an option because uh, we have to give options as as. Yeah, yeah. as so I'm just giving an option, but. It doesn't mean that you have to do mm-hmm. it for, for sure. But, I was going. I was going uh, to say to... like go with Giroud instead, but he's seven point one. I, I thought it was under, but he's not. So yeah, no. it's not. Much. The other yeah, the other one to mention from a budget point of view um, is um, Baronetia. How do you say that? He's only five point one, and his numbers are very similar to Rinders and um, the other one we mentioned. Who is it? Um, Alberto. Similar underlying numbers. Um, minutes is one to check. I don't think he started the first game. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's one to potentially think about. And he would need to compare the three of them. I think I think Rinders at the moment is the one that's looking most secure for minutes. So I'm kind of leaning leaning there. Or Alberto, actually. Um, but, yeah, he's one to, to maybe think about. He scored, scored at the weekend. Um, but, yeah, obviously, Kubo is probably the best player at that sort of 6, 6.57 price point. That's about it, isn't it? Mm. Anything else? Nope. Yeah, we know they're good from a defensive point of view, so Ramiro is going to be fine, you know, as a keeper. If you've got yeah. Him. Yeah. Right, that wraps up all the doubling teams. I think, should we move on to questions now? Yeah. Yeah. David, do you want to do them, or as you're, you've got the controls, should? Well, I have them, I have them here, so I can, I can take it. Go for it. Right. We have the first question from uh, Paul Cartwright, um, who asks, "Can you do fixture fi- um, fixture difficulty rating FDR for the next four weeks to help with teams and players to target?" So uh, Abhishek has made a nice um, picture for that, which is coming here. It's a <laughs> bit small text somewhere, but you you'll manage. <laughs> yes. You can take us through it, Yeah. So. In, he asked for the next four weeks, so game week five to game week eight. In terms of these FTR re- re- rankings, uh, in terms of all the fixtures that I have, one can argue that the likes of Bayern Munich, Leipzig has a decent fixture fixture run from uh, after the double uh, after game week six, seven, eight. They have, but apart from the three options that we discussed, the likes of Kane, Sane, and Davies. There's much, not really much to talk about. Uh, and also Bayern Munich face Leipzig uh, on 7. 
and which is a tough game, especially away from home. But Bayern Munich gonna win, but Leipzig is not going to be rolled over that easily because the likes of Simons, uh, Xavi Simons, uh, Danny Olmo, Luis Openda are really doing wonders for Leipzig team this season. So if you are telling me, uh, so in terms of the rankings, my top seven, I may say, a top six, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, top seven. Uh, from game week five to eight, in terms of the FDR rankings, are uh, Napoli, Man City, Man United, Newcastle, uh, Inter Milan, PSG, Union Berlin. Now, hold on. I have put Newcastle and Union Berlin there because I am looking from a fixture point of view. I'm not looking from a performance point of view. Newcastle has a tough run in the first four game weeks. In the next five, in next four game weeks, they have they face Sheffield United, uh, Burnley. They face oh, Sheffield United, Burnley, Brentford, and West Ham United. They one they need one game to go into their favor. They need one game to properly perform like the Newcastle of, uh, of last season, and they will be off and running. So, in terms of the fixture. Uh, process they have a decent number of fixtures and they have quite a few options going forward as well likes of isaac gordon trippier as joe mentioned with the stats with the fixtures coming uh, with the fixture turn newcastle can provide you with a bucket load of points if they perform to their potential now your second one is union berlin which many people may have an issue with but the fixtures that Union Berlin face from five to eight, uh, Wolfsburg away, Hoffenheim, the newly promoted sign Heidenheim, and Borussia Dortmund. Can say Dortmund may be a hard one, but the next three, five, six, seven, they are decent pickup for Union Berlin, and especially with the um, guys that are in form, the likes of Gossens signing there, I think uh, Bonucci signed there, so that will certainly stabilize the defense quite a bit uh, they have uh, the forward that scored the only the only forward the second one i think the first one to score a hat trick in the super league i think uh, what's his name forgetting hold on parents parents yeah the first one to get a hat trick uh Juranovic can be another decent option especially in the wing back position but many will be going for Gossens because he's cheaper, uh, 0.5 cheaper. So uh, those seven are my top of the bunch. Uh, if you're looking to get players from those seven teams, uh, certainly get them, and especially in the next four game weeks. They will have decent, they have the easier run of fixtures. Now comes the middle batch uh, where there are a lot of teams that have that face each other. I mean, the likes of Real Madrid face Atletico Madrid. Uh, Barcelona has, I think, Sevilla in one of uh, in one uh, from five to eight. I think Barcelona face Sevilla at home in seven. Uh, then Dortmund face, I mean, Freiburg. Uh, uh, Dortmund face Berlin in eight. So Union Berlin and Dortmund face each other in eight. Um, then we have got. 
uh, AC Milan uh, after the double game week AC Milan has they face Inter Milan in five Lazio at seven so AC Milan and Lazio have quite a each side of the, after the double they have different difficult fixtures so they can be a different option Leipzig as I said although they are the form team in the Bundesliga after Bayer Leverkusen uh, uh, because they're going scoring goals for fun especially Simons Simons can be a decent pickup if you're looking for a fourth midfielder mm. uh, if you're playing 3-4-2 3-4-3 or 3-5-2 or four three three, he can be a decent option uh, moving forward because he looks like the he has taken the baton from Christopher Nkunku, who was left for Chelsea. So he has taken that baton. He's scoring goals. He's assisting. Uh, he's providing um, goals for Olmo to score, Openda to score. So uh, so he's a really handful. So he can be another decent option if you're looking for a player. Uh, the four teams. That's, I think, the middle one who I missed. Real Sociedad, we talked much about Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Arsenal. Arsenal has a nice kind of run starting game with five. Uh, I think they face Everton, the only... Uh, they face Tottenham and Man City on six and eight. Man City is a tough one. Tottenham at home, they might do a decent job with them. So, I think, apart from Saka... There isn't Gabriel Jesus. Keep an eye on him because he returned from injury and scored against United. On although it was on the counter, but if he's fit enough, he will start. There's Eddie and Kitia, so that's another option uh, in the forward uh, lineup from Arsenal. If you're not looking to go for Saka, and now that's the middle one. Uh, the last four teams, uh, although Lazio has a double game week and we talked extensively about it uh, but i still feel he uh, lazio is an avoid if not for the double i would have avoided lazio uh, if not for the double and budget buster i would have avoided uh, lazio apart from i think those three french teams rennes lens and marseille are an avoid uh, i think the time has passed to <laughs> to move from French players because PSG has signed some decent players and we are looking forward to owning them at some point of the season. So, I think that rounds up about it, uh, Paul. Hopefully, it helped. Uh, there are a lot of options that we have talked throughout the this episode. So, I haven't repeated those names. The ones that I have told, uh, we haven't talked about at all uh, so far. So, Better check it out. Those options, uh, if you want to go a little bit different. Yeah, it's week. good breakdown that. Yeah, in terms Thank of separating that into three three blocks, it's good. Mm. Thank you. Yep. Very nice. Um, next question is from FPL Blindside. Uh, do you think there's any merit in a freemium front line? For example, Kane, Mbappe, and Oshman, and budget players elsewhere. You can just answer this quickly. Yes or no, or maybe some like further thoughts if you have any. It's hard to know what the rest of the team is, right? Um, yep. I, I would think that uh, he has like one expensive midfielder and then just like cheap mids and defenders. Maybe he has still runs as well. But... I mean, some cheap mids are doing quite well, like your SARS, your Leipzig mids. I think it's possible. 
Um, but it's quite hard to tell without seeing your team. Um, I think you can go light at the back. Um, obviously, I we've talked a lot about the six the six million defenders, and um, I think in an ideal world we'd have one of those. But like, it's certainly doable to go really cheap at the back. It's it's, it's a viable strategy. Um, I. I suspect, I think it's probably not for me because I think I'm taking too much money out of the rest of the team and, and weakening things too much. But I am not saying don't do it if that's your preference. And you think, it's, it's really if you think the consistency of Halls is there with those three and, they, and they're, they're going to go so much bigger than everyone else, which they could. That's the thing. Uh, speaking about, uh, it back to the, what you talked about, bonus, it seems like the... The forest was less in the bonus than the midfielders. That yeah. could be something to keep in mind for, uh, mm-hmm. especially as they're much like, more expensive than the midfielders that are doing better for bonus, like Belgium yeah. and, and such. But uh, yeah, yeah. In the midfield, there aren't. Yeah, in the midfield, there aren't there aren't great budget options, but there are good mid price options, which is maybe an argument against it. Mm-hmm. Just that the the difference between those is more is quite significant. Maybe a bit more significant than, than the difference between, say, an Mbappe and a, another sort of eight, nine million striker. Hmm. So. Yeah. Should we move on? Um, yeah. Forever QPR, Pontus uh, has a question. If you could have only one, who do you want mo- most for double game week six? DiMarco or DiMarco or Di Lorenzo? That's the first question he has. So this is fire. <laughs> Yeah, Di Lorenzo for the for the minutes. Yeah, I'll just say Di Marco, just to be different because uh, <laughs> he he seems like he's very attacking. But yeah, Di Lorenzo has shown it shown it most until now. But it, that could change, of course. Um, yeah. Second question. Also, which defender would you choose from the Spanish league for double game week six? I mean, Sociedad defenders. I think if you're chum- Priori is my pick. Uh, yeah, assuming he keeps his place is my pick too. Yeah, I mean, uh, apart from that, I don't think I will go anywhere near anyone. I wouldn't get a Barcelona player. No. Nope. I wouldn't get, uh, uh, unless you really have to, unless you really have to get, because you've maxed out on your five Serie A, you could maybe get Koundé or something, but yeah, probably not. It's, yeah. I guess an Atletico Madrid, Madrid defender is fine because they're solid, but obviously they've got Real Madrid in one of the games as well, haven't they? So, like, do you yeah. really want to buy an Atletico Madrid defender? Mm. So, yeah, Priori, if not got him. Yeah, maybe Savage. Yeah. Uh, right. Kyle Stokaffer, general gaffer question. Do you, do you prefer to use total, shot, total shots or shots on target when comparing players, or does one feed into the other? Personally, I don't look at shots on their own. That's not to say you shouldn't. Um, the, the reason why I don't is because I look at shots on target because it's applicable to bonus. And I, and then if I'm looking at anything else that's related to likelihood of returns, I just look at XG. Um, and obviously shots are factored into XG. But the, quality, the, the important thing with XG is obviously the quality of shots the quality and quantity of shots is sort of factored into XG, so it's the one I don't. I just prefer to look at that one metric. But like shots can also give extra context. So you know, if there's a player who's got good XG, but 
it's made up of 15 shots from outside the box at low XG. Like, maybe they're not as good as someone who's getting higher quality chances. Um, so, actually, you know, if I wanted to do a bit, if I could be bothered to do a bit more deeper analysis, I, I would look at shots. So, yeah. Um, that's my take on it, anyway. Like, shots are obviously fine to look at, but I can't be bothered sometimes. So, I just look at XG. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, next question is uh, there's actually two questions from Neil Thompson uh, Blackburn fan it seems like uh, which league boost would you use for game week 6 and which other week would you see do you see being most valuable for triple triple probably Serie A for me I think we have more reliable options I, I could pick out five really good options from Syria whereas for La Liga I could pick out a couple of really good options Bellingham Griezmann and then you're a bit unsure about the rest of them whereas like there's so many good Syria options that's my opinion yeah I think I agree with you uh, in terms of triple triple I'm guessing can we 11 Oh, one thing to mention though, did he say it was part of the question? Is triple triple worth playing in six? Yeah, he, that was the second part. Uh, if you used triple triple in, in six, would you use a league boost or overhaul in another? Thank you. That was all the part. But um, do, you, do you want to go, David? Or do you want to? I mean, I know what I'd say, but do, do you want to give your opinion? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I think a league boost or budget booster is the one I would think about, and it's it's like since you have doubles for those specific leagues at the same time, it's not like in a gaffer where you have like random teams having doubles and you have to like mm. figure it out. But it's more it's more predictable. I would say that's yeah. But if you play triple triple on Oceanman, Oceanman and there's some others that could be huge as well. But I, I'm not sure about the second part of when you play. A, the other things but yeah yeah not generally a fan of overhaul in any game but mm. yeah i think it's maybe a little bit more viable in this game because things can change really quickly in this game with so many options and you can attack fixtures with it yeah. um the only reason it's coming to my thinking is because my team is getting a bit of a mess and i'll make a lot of transfers but so you could make an argument in the long term it beats a league boost but you know in an ideal world you want to avoid playing an overhaul you want to just get points point to playing boost so like i would try your best to play a league boost but if you really feel like you you want to make five or six really significant changes to your team then i would consider an overall that's what i'd say is uh is the um, the blanks and stuff is that coming in the next set of boosts or in this one next set okay so next i, th- I would say overall is more useful then if you if your team is like decimated with blanks you can just get out of it yeah i think one thing to add that it's not necessary to play overall, but if you own, let's say, Sociedad defenders like me and Joe, and own Inter Milan defenders like David, if there is rotation with the players that you own, then only use the overall. If not, do not use the overall. And try to use the other boost because you will get much more points by using the other boost. So why would you don't want to use uh, to your benefit uh, i mean taking nothing away from the overall if your team requires it then certainly play uh, but playing the overall sacrifices uh, the 
fun uh, that we have from the boost sync effort so if you can go by by doing just taking hit transfers and playing a different boost and getting those returns then that would be would have been a much more fun or much more satisfactory than playing an overall boost one thing i thought That's, about now was um um in some games you use um overall to like get out of a boost for example Busha buster but uh yeah. for example in gaffer we have we don't have any doubles in the first set but we do have doubles in the super league so you, if your mm-hmm. team is like super light on for example Serie A players uh, no i mean uh, yeah Serie A players you can like use the overhaul to get in five of the best Serie A players and play the league boost afterwards that could be an option i mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. but you're using two mm-hmm. boosts on one game week but that could be huge if you pick the right ones yep uh, next question also from Neil uh, who do you replace NDI with any double game week of 6 players um, you could probably look at the, the little establishment I just uh, used um, but um, depends on what boost you're playing of course but yeah do, you know, yeah, do we know how long he's injured for I'm not sure no, but yeah um, yeah it's, I, I, we haven't talked about like lots of mids in that price bracket, but I would say Kubo, I guess. Kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Kubo yeah. yeah. is the standout in terms of if you're looking straight away looking for a replacement, uh, price replacement for that price. Yeah. Make with. You would, you would so assume Kubo, so. although he's yeah. 6.8, I think you need to spend 0.3 million. Uh, if, uh, if you are not, then. I think we have mentioned a lot of midfielders, especially in the Syria from Syria. Yeah, they can look forward to. Yeah, you have yeah. Uh, lots of options. Uh, second to last question from Albanista: Which boost do you think is the best for double game week six? So you can just talk, and I can find the last question. <laughs> uh, wow! Well, I mean, we're both playing budget, but strong. We have a share. Yep, that's that's number one. But and the simple reason say... is the, the simple reason is that the boost that gets you more multiplier is mm. better when there's more fixtures like it, the maths works that you, that you should always play the the best multiplier in in that week and to add a second so this is right okay joel boost rant time <laughs> so it has really baffled me that in so many conversations in the there's i'm in a group chat on twitter and budget buster six has not been mentioned once i don't think in all the boost strategy good. talk and it has baffled me because of the first reason that i just mentioned and the second reason is you don't even have to play it with 11 as much because the fixture gain you get from six doublers is or seven doublers is still huge it's still greater than playing it or much greater than playing it in a single game week plus you then don't rip up your team as much so it's not as hard to get in and out of it now as it happens it's now really it is really hard for me to get in and out of it because i've got not nailed players in there <laughs> um, yeah. but assuming That's i had assuming yeah. i had two starting real sociedad defenders yeah. and i had a really good team set up then it you know i could easily do it with seven players and then not have to maybe just take a minus four and then i'm happy with my team again so i can't believe it's not been mentioned more um triple triple is the second best boost um there are great options obviously from these leagues um and if if my budget was to go wrong it would be if Osherman and a couple of others it, just go absolutely yeah, yeah. crazy talking 20 points the main, you know that that's where it could main, go wrong 
the main reason it has not been mentioned in game week six is nobody has budget buster well yeah game week one is viable was viable yeah. but it was difficult to nail the, the players because one. you're choosing from three leagues and no information some of them did very That's well with like uh, Leipzig and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> but some didn't. Yeah. Some didn't do very well. Yeah. Some some smashed it. Some didn't. They really didn't. Yeah. So yeah. that's. I think that's the only reason because uh, we all saw the doubles uh, when game week one was featured uh, when we got the fixtures. I think so. Or everyone was either planning to play a league boost or triple triple on six. Mm -hmm. So Budget Buster Game Week One seemed viable at that time, but those who haven't, yes. those who have resisted the urge, are the winners. Hopefully, uh, after Game Week Six, yeah, we can say I'm... that we are the winners. But, but uh, time will tell. I would just like to say one thing though, because I was like as sure as you on Budget Buster before this episode. But the thing that's like putting me off a bit, I'm I'm not saying that I won't play it, but. If all of those, say, seven players you have that is budget, all blank, you have nothing. So, like, you but, have to have good players, I guess, don't you? But this is this is the point about the point I was just about to make before I wanted to make as well was the fact that you've got two games makes the floor so much higher because if they blank one game, they can return the next game. Sure. Um, obviously, it goes for every single boost. Obviously, every single boost has a higher floor in a double game week because they've got two chances to get a return, but you're doing that you're giving that extra chance for a return on the highest multiply boost, the best fixture gain boost. So yes, my triple-triple is at risk of doing a lot worse when I play it in a single game later on, definitely. That could flop. But if people haven't played Budget Buster yet, they've got that chance of it flopping for them in the single game that they play it as well. I mean, so... after, after all, after all, it's the numbers, isn't it? Uh... We all play this game for the numbers, after all. Whatever boost, whatever planning do we we with the chips and the boosts and everything, it's predominantly dependent on the numbers. So, as you said, the most possible way to get high proportionate of number, high proportionate points, is playing the budget buster in game with six instead of triple triple or a league boost. So we're all going to be laughing. We're going to be laughing after game week six, guys, when we get 250 points. Uh, we're it now. It's, uh, it's either, either laughing from good points or laughing because it was so terribly bad. But yeah, that's true. Whatever happens, there is guaranteed laughter. <laughs> and you can laugh. And you can laugh at us if it goes bad. So yeah. <laughs> right. Last question from FPL Remain. Who is essential and who is a good punt for anyone ben uh, not bench boosting, budget busting uh, in game week six? So punt, ideally. I've talked about so is so are these two separate questions? No, uh, who is essential who and who is, is a good punt? Yeah. So two two questions, I guess. So essential has got to be awesome, and I think for me. But the, for Lorenzo is close. He's, he's talking specifically no, he... for budget buster. He's budget Sorry. buster, so well, there's no in, terms essential, in terms of budget buster essential, I think maybe a Lazio player or an Apple player. Mobile. Yeah, maybe Mobile, uh, maybe Alberto, maybe as Joe mentioned, Napoli defender Jesus. Uh, 
He's not, he's not essential. He's a four and a half million centre-back. There's no way he could be essential. But... I'm saying him to get a Napoli player uh, who is essential. Uh, apart from Jesus, I can't suggest any budget buster. Yeah, bottom Napoli line, there's players. no one essential because they are cheaper for yeah. a reason. <laughs> so, you can look yeah. forward for Lazio. And if you're looking for Pond... Uh... Jamal. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. You, you can yeah. go for a, for a punt. There's some options. There's Isaac because Newcastle play Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you're not going for a double game, I think it is worth mentioning double, uh, single game week budget buster options for game week six. So there's Isaac, it's Gozens maybe for Union Berlin. I, I can't remember who they play though. Um, one second. Um, yeah. yeah. Union yeah. Berlin play Hoffenheim. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Any other budget? Doku? Home to Forest? Will he start? That's the issue. That, that's the question, but possibly could be an interesting one. Rodri can be another punt option because he seems to have a knack of scoring goals, uh, getting onto good positions. And he specifically mentioned in his interview that with Kovacic now there, he is going up more. Uh, Towards the attacking third, so Rodri can be a decent option. That's, as much, that's as much a punt as you can get. So <laughs> possibly, I possibly. like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the last question. Thanks, uh, thanks, uh, people, for all the questions. This is uh, one of the most questions we have in a long time. So thank you so much. That's good. Yep. All right, let's whip through our plans, shall we? Yes. Speedy, speedy. Let's do. Yeah, I think this is my bus team. Summer is in goal. Gavardial, Munoz, Traore, Truffert are my back four. Fernandez, Bellingham, Ryan Diels are my midfield three. Haaland, Immobile, and Osimhen are my front three. Uh, I have two free transfers. So Munoz will be one to come out uh, uh, along with, I think, Onahi uh, because he's not starting. Since game week one, after game week one, he has not started. So my two moves will be basically Alberto, a budget buster boost based moves. So Alberto will be one, and for defensive option, I haven't still yet decided. Maybe I go for Thor, AC Milan, or I may go for somebody else. Uh, I need to look, take a look at the defensive options, especially budget bust defensive options because they are intending any and. Uh, so those are my plans. My captain is Haaland at the moment. Uh, possibly I may change it with Osim Hen because West Ham are uh, informed team. It might be a good week to not go for Haaland captain and maybe um, vice advice to Bellingham and I think I will keep my vice on him as well. So yeah, that's my team. How how long are you going to keep uh, Vinicius Junior before you sell him? You are just going to keep him uh, until he gets on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep him because that's a lot of uh, money on the bench. <laughs> so much money on a on an injured player, mate. Sell. Uh, two reasons for that. One, I don't need to do it now because my focus is on budget buster, and him being on the bench actually helps me. It gives me another budget position to play with. <laughs> 
You just sell you just sell Vinicius for a budget player, and then you've got an extra playing player in your squad. <laughs> and one more on the bench if they don't to... play. But he will have to be on the bench because I'm not benching Haaland, Osimhen, or Bellingham yeah. on game week six because Osimhen and ha- Bellingham has two games. I'm not benching them. No, no. So that's actually the thing the I forgot. Holland plays. Uh, Holland plays Nottingham Forest in game week six. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, I'm not benching him. But that's for sure. So... <laughs> Thank God I own Vinicius Junior because I don't have a headache. <laughs> but yes. I uh, I think I still going going to have a budget player on my bench. Hopefully a single game with budget player because I think I might get Gosens in just to avoid his his another price rise because he's already had the price rise and he's he looks so attacking in the two games that he has played. So I might get him in uh, as my transfer for Monos and just to bench him. And hopefully he doesn't score or assist more than once on game week six nice right then it's my team um i think i'm rolling this week uh, because i don't have any big fires to put out and i it's nice to have two free transfers for game week six so my team is ramiro in goal dumfries Traore, lodi uh vice captain bellingham yamal leao kubo and then captain holden uh, Emergency Captain Kane and Aubameyang. Um, so I don't know what's up with Botman. He's probably going to uh, Jesus or something. I think. I think he's injured. Yeah, he he's hasn't injured. been on the bench even. So, yeah. But uh, I can deal with that later. And um, it feels nice to roll for for a change. I always take hits, so it's probably good for me to yeah. do that in one game at least. So, not too much exciting happening. But I think that's probably a good thing this week because it's going to be more exciting mm-hmm. in next week <laughs> so that's me yeah. so, yeah. cool well I have been wondering about the I mean I've, I've always been planning on budget buster without overhaul um, but I have been wondering because my team's a bit of a mess now some of it is a bit of a mess like my defences and queries obviously on the chopping block whether I need to overhaul in or out overhauling in is highly unlikely now because I've got two free transfers um so under that assumption um, i will use one and roll the other um and that transfer will probably be frankowski to maybe juan jesus that'll be defender um and then have two free transfers for for game week six and keep my options open monitor what's going on with the social defenders who are just this week anyway um so yeah i mean my team i don't like my defense at the moment um Obviously, can get rid of them for for the budget buster, and then we'll be looking to pump a bit more money in to get Di Lorenzo or Davis after budget buster in game week seven. But the rest of my team, apart from Guiri, I'm really happy with. Um, so it's Lopez in goal, Hermoso, Frankowski, Asignon at the moment in defence. Frankowski being off on the chopping block. Uh, Bruno, Griezmann, Bellingham, Leal. Um, Harland, Osimhen, and Guiri, who will stay for one more week before I would go to Immobile now, but there's no point because he's got Juventus away. So I think I'll just move to Immobile in game six. Um, captaincy is on Osimhen with Genoa being the better fixture there than Harland's West Ham, um, and then Harland's Vice, Bellingham Emergency. So yeah, that's me. Nice. Alrighty, that is the end of this of this Super League episode. Hopefully. It's been of use. There's been a lot. We've talked about a lot today, and hopefully, um, it's it's given you some inspiration for game week six um, coming up. Um, 
enjoy the international break, everybody. Enjoy the break from fantasy. Yep. Get recharged and get ready for a busy period um, afterwards. Um, any final things to say for either of you? Um, no, I think the only thing is that give us all the, I mean, all the jazz that we say, and give us the ratings on the Spotify, YouTube, and all these things mm-hmm. really help us to do more uh, work and more decent work for you guys to bring out. So, yeah. And also, um, yeah. If, if there's something in the episode you find useful or that you want to, people to listen to, uh, you can share it on Twitter like Kyle did. Thank you very much for that. Like he, he saw on uh, yep, yep. was the bonus section of the last episode. He liked it very much, so he said, "Go watch that." Yeah. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it very much. So. Mm, yes, yes. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, it's good feedback. Um, all right. In that case, all that remains said is goodbye, and see you next time. So goodbye from me. Hello, bro. Namaste from me.